Chapter 18, Dobby's Reward For a moment there was silence as Harry, Ron, Ginny, and Lockhart stood in the doorway, covered in muck and slime, and in Harry's case, blood. Then there was a scream. Ginny! Welcome to Potter Chat. My name's Arius. My name's Isabel. And we are a father-daughter team going through the Harry Potter series chapter by chapter. Book by book. Movie by movie. I still don't know what to say after that. (laughs) (laughs) You should really figure something out, Isabel. Yup. But I don't think that's ever going to (laughs) happen. Probably not. So I've gone through the entire series quite a few times. I have gone through the series once. This is my second time. And this podcast is made for you, whether it's your first time through the series. Or your 50th time through the series. And if this is your first time reading Harry Potter, don't worry, we won't spoil anything for you. But make sure you read or listen to the chapter before you listen to each episode. So sit back and listen. Or strap on your running shoes. Or drive safely. Or get out your rags and spray. And enjoy this episode of Potter Chat. So here we are, Isabel, episode 38. That's a lot of episodes. That is a lot of episodes. And this is kind of exciting because it is the last book episode for the Chamber of Secrets. For season two. Yeah, last book episode for season two, right? Yeah, you, you okay. said last book episode. Right. Okay, so uh, let's see. Any announcements or anything else before we get into the chapter? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I don't... Unless you have one. Um. Well, this is the last book episode of this season. And next episode, I think we'll probably do a chapter kind of wrap up and trivia because that's what we did for last episode or last season. Didn't we do that after the movie? I don't remember. So we will do that. (laughs) We will also have a movie episode um, or it might be two depending on how long it goes, but we will have that coming up. And yeah, then we'll probably take a short break and then get into season three. Yep. So um, if you're still listening, we hope you're enjoying the show. Uh, One thing that would really help us if you could go to whatever podcast app you are using to listen to this and actually give us a rating and review. That would be very helpful to us. Um, Yes. We do like five-star reviews, right, Isabel? Yes. Okay. Um, So I know some people are listening on Spotify, which you can now rate podcasts on Spotify. That's a fairly new feature. Um, But I think the one that most people use would be Apple Podcasts um, because there's a number of directories that actually pull the podcast directly from Apple. So if you could go there and leave us a five-star rating and review uh we might even read your review on a future episode yes yes we might so but we can't read it if you don't leave it so there we go very true all right let's get into the episode here uh where did our last episode end um it ended and when they walked into dumbledore's office Right? Right. Yes. So they just got out of the Chamber of Secrets and they walked into Dumbledore's office and that's where we ended. So this one starts with the four of them that were that came out of the chamber. So Harry, Ron, Jenny, and Lockhart. Um, they're all covered in muck and slime and Harry also blood. Um, so yeah, they get into the office and someone screams Ginny, which it is Mrs. Weasley who had been sitting crying in front of the fire. 
Uh, Mr. Weasley is there as well, so they go and hug Ginny. Um, and Dumbledore is in there along with McGonagall. So that's who's in Dumbledore's office right now. And, you know, of course, they're all excited that Harry saved her. They want to know how they did it. So Magic. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, Graham. Oh, my goodness. So, uh, spoiler alert, uh, Graham is actually going to be coming back. Yay. Yes, for another <laughs> movie episode. So, anyways. Um, yes. So, <laughs> Moving right along. Right. So, Harry tells them everything that happens. Um, he tells them about hearing the voice, about Hermione figuring out it was a basilisk, about following the spiders, about Aragog, uh, guessing that it was Moni Myrtle. Um, and then, you know, they guess that the entrance was in her bathroom. And then McGonagall stops them right there. Stop. Stop right there. Right. And she's like, so you found out where the entrance was. Breaking a hundred school rules into pieces along the way, I might add. (laughs) (laughs) Very true, though. Right. But, yeah, sometimes you just got to. So Sometimes you got to save a life. (laughs) Right. So, but she's like, how on earth did you all get out of there alive? Fox. (laughs) Right. So Harry tells him about Fox coming in and bringing the sorting hat and the sword. Um, And so far he has avoided mentioning Riddle's diary or Ginny. Smart. Yeah. Because he's doing that because he doesn't want her to get in trouble and possibly expelled. So he's kind of looking out for her, which is nice. Good job, Harry. Right. Um, so now, uh, let's see. Oh, right, because um, he's thinking, Harry's thinking, you know, because the diary doesn't work anymore, how could they even prove that it was Riddle that made her do all the stuff? So that's where he thinks that she might get in trouble. Uh, let's see. So Harry kind of looks at Dumbledore and then, Dumbledore kind of picks up on what he's thinking and he says, what interests me most is how Lord Voldemort managed to enchant Ginny when my sources tell me he's currently hiding in the forests of Albania. (laughs) So. Good job, Dumbledore. Relief. (laughs) Warm, sweeping, glorious relief swept over Harry. (laughs) Just kind of funny. I feel Uh, like Dumbledore can read minds. It does kind of seem like that sometimes. Like right here, it seems like he can. And sometimes it also seems like he can see through invisibility cloaks. Yes, it sure (laughs) does. So, all right. um, So, of course, Mr. Weasley is stunned. Um, You know, he's like, you know who enchant Ginny, but how? So this is where Harry does bring up the diary that, Riddle wrote in when he was 16, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then Dumbledore starts saying how, you know, very few people even know that Lord Voldemort was once called Tom Riddle. Um, And Dumbledore himself taught him 50 years ago at Hogwarts before he left the school. So. Um, Yeah. And then after a number of years, uh, Voldemort resurfaced. He was barely recognizable, so hardly anyone even connected Lord Voldemort with the clever, handsome boy who was once head boy here. That's kind of sad. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So. I kind of want to know how he lost his nose. So Mrs. Weasley wants to know what Ginny has to do with it. Um, yeah, what's our Ginny got to do with him? So Ginny actually brings up the diary and says she's been writing it all year. Um, and then Mr. Weasley is flabbergasted by that, (laughs) which is a funny word. Um, but yeah, he says, you know, haven't I taught you anything? 
I've always told you, never trust anything that can think for itself if you can't see where it keeps its brain. Interesting. Yeah. So, according to him, it was clearly full of dark magic. but Clearly. Right. So, Jenny goes on to tell them that uh, she found it inside of one of her books, and she figured somebody just forgot about it there. So, Dumbledore kind of interrupts her and says that, Miss Weasley should go up to the hospital wing right away. So now we're back calling it a hospital wing. Very confusing. So, confusing? Yeah. Well, that's a new one. You've never heard anyone <laughs> say confusing? No, I have not. That's. Oh, well, I suppose you're also not a middle schooler. So. <laughs> uh, no, I've not been a middle schooler for a couple of years now, or yeah. maybe a few. Or maybe that. quite a few. <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> uh, so, right. Dumbledore just told Ginny to go up to the hospital wing. Uh, there will be no punishment because older and wiser wizards than her have been hoodwinked by Lord Voldemort. So, um, yeah, he says that she should get bed rest and perhaps a large steaming mug of hot chocolate. That sounds really good right now. It does. <laughs> so he also says that Madame Pomfrey is still awake because she's giving mandrake juice to all the basilisk victims. So they should be waking up any moment now. So what time is it? I was just thinking the same thing. I don't know. Because... Still awake? Right. So it makes it f- seem like it's around midnight-ish. I don't know. Maybe. Well, when did they go into the chamber? That's a good question. All right. So we just took a little break to try and figure out what time it is because, oh, because we just said Madame Pomfrey is still up. That's what we were talking about. So yeah. we looked up, we know they're in Scotland. We know this is June. So I just looked up uh, the time of sunset in Scotland. I just did June 15th because it's right around there. Yeah. And Sunset in Scotland, June 15th, is 10.04 p.m. Dang. So, when the twins went to bed before they went to go find the chamber, it was about 10 o'clock. Holy buckets. So, then they went to go get Lockhart. Then they went, they found the chamber. They went down there. So, yeah, it's... It's probably around midnight. Yep, right around midnight-ish. That's what we're guessing. Right, so Madame Pomfrey is still up because uh, she's giving the mandrake juice to the victims, and they should be waking up any moment. Um, Ron says that Hermione's okay, and there's no long-lasting harm to Ginny. So, so Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, along with Ginny, leave the room, Dumbledore says, you know, Minerva. So now he's back to calling her Minerva and not Professor McGonagall. Remember, we had this discussion a couple of times yeah. already. Yes. Okay. It's very confuzzling. Right. That's why I brought it up in the first book when he calls her Professor McGonagall. And now he's calling her Minerva. So, all right. Uh, he, Dumbledore tells her that this probably merits a good feast. So he asks her to go alert the kitchens. They have kitchens? Yeah. Well, how else would they make food? Magic it up? Magic it up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> like use magic and go, food. <laughs> they get food. I don't think that's how this magic works. Well, it should be. Yeah. That'd be really cool <laughs> if it did work that way. You just use a wand to make any type of food appear that you wanted. Oh, yes. That'd be amazing. Okay. So uh, as McGonagall's leaving, she's like, well, I'll leave you to deal with Potter and Weasley, shall I? <laughs> to deal with them? Right. So. Um, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So here he starts getting nervous. He's like, uh, deal with them. Surely 
They weren't about to be punished, were they? Yes, they were about to get expelled for saving a little girl's life. <laughs> well. Little as in 11 years old. Yes, well, Dumbledore does say that he remembers telling both of them that he would have to expel them if they broke any more school rules. Oh, no. Yeah, so really, according to what he said before, he actually should be expelling them right now. But he goes on to say that uh, it just goes to show that even the best of us sometimes have to eat our words. And then he starts smiling. I've actually never heard someone say that before. Really? Really. Huh. Uh, let's well, see. I mean, you've never heard someone say confusing, so. Uh, no. That's what I thought. <laughs> All right. Okay, so they're both going to get special awards for services to the school. And they also get 200 points to Gryffindor each. each. Good job, boys. Yep. Oh, um, Ron went as brightly pink as Lockhart's Valentine flowers. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty gosh dang pink. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Dang. Right. So, um, let's see. Oh, Dumbledore asks, why so modest, Gilderoy? <laughs> yeah so here I think he, we all forgot that he was in the room yeah i forgot he was in there i mean he hasn't <laughs> said a thing the whole time they've been in there which is not him yeah it's not like him at all he'd be talking <laughs> his mouth off yes probably saying how he did the whole thing and blah 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 yeah uh so ron tells him that there was an accident in the chamber oopsies and professor lockhart and this is the first time lockhart even speaks Am I a, a professor? Goodness, I expect I was hopeless. Was I? <laughs> um, okay, Lockhart. Right, so Ron tells Dumbledore that a memory charm had backfired on him. I'm and not sure what's better, him being like this or him talking his mouth off. Well, it's more entertaining when he is talking his mouth off, <laughs> as you put it. Yeah. Yes, that was definitely entertaining. But it's um, also entertaining when he doesn't know who he is. Well, it's only entertaining because he was such a... Mouth talker offer. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with that. Why not? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so Dumbledore, he's like, dear me, impaled on your own sword, Gilderoy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love what he says next. Uh, and uh, Lockhart says, sword? I haven't got a sword. That boy has, though. He'll lend you one. <laughs> oh, which is great. So, okay, wait. So, here's my question: okay. if if a memory charm is used on someone, wouldn't they forget everything? Like, forget how to talk, forget how to walk. Well, they never really went into great detail on how. They work. So um, in this case, he has forgotten pretty much everything about himself. I, did he remember his name? I think there, he remembered his name, didn't he? I don't know. Because uh, Dumbledore just called him Lockhart and he, or called him Gilderoy and he responded to it. So I think he remembered his name. And yeah, he remembered how to walk and talk and... You know, do basic stuff like that. So it didn't erase all of his memory. It should have, though. Yeah. It would have been really funny. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it's kind of strange. But anyways, uh, so Dumbledore asks Ron to take Lockhart up to the infirmary. Okay. So in the matter of two pages, it's been called a hospital wing and an infirmary by the same person, by the way. Two pages, two different names for the exact same place by the same person. What the heck? Seriously, Dumbledore, get your name straight. I don't know. All right. So they leave and Dumbledore asks Harry to sit down um, because. And the first thing Dumbledore says is, first of all, Harry, I want to thank you. 
You must have shown me real loyalty down in the chamber because nothing else could have called Fox to you. Oh my gosh. And he also mentions that you know he must have met Tom Riddle, and I'm sure he was most interesting Tomothy. to you. Yes, Tomothy, as we call him now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and Harry tells Dumbledore that Riddle said that Harry is like Riddle. And Dumbledore, Dumbledore is like, oh, really? And what do you think, Harry? And, of course, Harry, you know, almost yells out, I don't think I'm like him. I mean, I'm a Gryffindor. Which, okay, yeah, true. Okay, that's um, one but difference. Then, <laughs> right, but then Harry also says that the sorting hat told him that he would have done well in Slytherin. And everyone thought he was Slytherin's heir for a while because he can speak parcel tongue. Um, so then Dumbledore starts explaining to him that the reason he can speak parcel tongue is because Lord Voldemort, who is AKA Tomothy, who is the last remaining descendant of Salazar Slytherin, can speak parcel tongue. Dang. So he Dumbledore tells him that um Voldemort transferred some of his own powers to Harry when he gave him that scar. Interesting. Yes. Very interesting. Then Harry is like, so he put part of himself in me? He didn't try to, but right, he yes. He didn't try to, but it seems so. Um, so then Harry's like, well, then I should be in Slytherin. Um, yes. Yes, you should. <laughs> Um, yeah, because the Sorting Hat could see some of Slytherin's power in him. But then Dumbledore calmly says that it put you in Gryffindor. And he goes on to say that he might have some of the qualities that Salazar Slytherin prized in his handpicked students. Um, things like he's a parcel tongue, he has lots of resourcefulness, determination, a certain disregard for the rules. but even seeing all that the hat still put him in Gryffindor so then Harry goes on to say the hat only put me in Gryffindor because I asked it to no he didn't ask to go to Gryffindor well he asked not to go to Slytherin right but same thing well no it's not because he he didn't ask to go to another house he just asked not to go to Slytherin okay so it's not saying, oh, I want to be a Gryffindor or I want to be a Ravenclaw Slytherin. or Hufflepuff. He's just saying, no, not Slytherin. <laughs> yes, Slytherin. That's not what Harry said. Harry said no to Slytherin and Dumbledore's like, exactly, which is what makes you very different from Tomothy. <laughs> or Tom Riddle, whatever. Tomothy. <laughs> right, because... He says that it's our choices that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. Agreed. Yeah, I think so too. So I think I think that has a lot to do with the sorting. It's the choices that people make, not necessarily their abilities. Yes. So, I mean, it takes their abilities into account, but it's their choices. And then he that goes... That would explain... Why Hermione's in Gryffindor, not Ravenclaw. Right, exactly. Because if it was just based on abilities, she probably would be a Ravenclaw. And if Harry would have picked up a gosh dang letter off the floor, he would have been a Ravenclaw. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All the way back to the letters from nowhere. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Right. Isn't it the letters from no one? uh, Maybe. One of the two. I've heard it both ways. All right. uh, Letters from no one. (laughs) Yeah, no one, nowhere, anyone, anywhere, whatever. So uh, Dumbledore does say, if you want proof that you belong in Gryffindor, look more closely at the sword. (gasps) And as he looks in the sword, he sees a name. The name is Godric Gryffindor. Oh, no. Not, oh, no, that's a good thing. I know. (laughs) Because Dumbledore tells him, that only a true Gryffindor could have pulled that out of the hat. So, so uh, for a few minutes, uh, neither one of them talk. Um, 
And Dumbledore tells him that Harry needs food and sleep. Uh, he's going to write to Azkaban because they need their gamekeeper back. And he's and he also needs to put an ad in the Daily Prophet because we'll need a new defense <laughs> against the Dark Arts teacher. They keep going through him like crazy. Yes, he does say that. So um, Harry gets up. He's about to leave when the door. I think that's the cursed position. It kind of seems like once that. Harry, once the current second years got to Hogwarts, the defense against the dark arts position got cursed. Yeah, I don't know. That's <laughs> uh, that is the theory. We will we will have to revisit that later because we don't want to give too much away. So sure. Um, let's see. Yes. Oh, so Harry is about to leave the room when the door bursts open so violently that he bounced off the back, bounced back off the wall. Oh, hold on. No, no, no. (laughs) I read that wrong. Door bursts open so violently that it bounced back off the wall. Okay. So the door did. I thought I, okay. I thought it was saying that Harry did, which, yeah, that would be incredibly violently. Okay, so who comes in? It is Lucius Malfoy. Lucius Malfoy. Yeah, sure. (laughs) And, of course, right behind him is Dobby. Dobby. All right, so Malfoy comes into the room, almost knocks off, knocks down Harry. And oh, well, he's a strong kid. He can get himself up. Right. So Dobby was in the middle of polishing um malfoy's shoes so he's holding a rag he's trying to polish his shoes which is kind of funny while he's walking yep that's a how does that work he's got to finish polishing his shoes because that's his job apparently right now so uh i don't know so malfoy comes in and He's like, so you've come back. The governor suspended you, but you still saw fit to return to Hogwarts. Malfoy. Uh, And Dumbledore tells him that the other 11 governors contacted him um, because Arthur Weasley's daughter had been killed, wanting him back there right away. And they all seem to... No one ever said that she was confirmed dead. Well, right, but they thought... I mean, they whoever, she was dead. whoever got a hold of the governors thought that she was dead. So, and they all seem to think that Dumbledore was the best man for the job. So, yeah. Hmm. For the job of what? Of um, <laughs> fixing things at the school, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And several of them seem to think that you... So Malfoy had threatened to curse their families if they didn't agree to suspend him in the first place. That's depressing. Yeah. So Malfoy, he went paler than usual, but his eyes were still slits of fury. Alrighty Uh, then. Yep. So he asked if the... Attacks have stopped yet, and if you've caught the culprit, and he says yes. And he's like, well, who is it? It's the, the same, same person, person as last time, Lucius. The same person as 50 years ago. Right. When you were a wee lad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, is he even 50 years old? Because I don't think he was, I don't know if he was there at the time. I don't know, but because then, then he'd he, have to be like at least sixty-one. I don't think he's that old. I think he's close to like forty. So I don't think Lucius was there last time it was open. But he was still a wee lad. Well, if he wasn't alive, then no, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was not born. <laughs> How can you be a wee lad if you're not even alive yet, <laughs> Isabel? <laughs> I don't think it works like that. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> oh, my goodness. From, uh, never mind. Okay. Moving right along. Um, he tells them that Voldemort was acting through somebody else by means of the diary. And 
hands, as he holds it up to show Lucius, Dobby starts doing something very odd. So he looks at Harry and points at the diary and then at Malfoy, and then he hits himself on the head with his fist. (laughs) So looks at Harry, points to the diary, points to Lucius, and then hits himself on the head. I would imagine him going... Um, yes, this is why you need to be a patron and see the video. Yes. (laughs) Because, yes. All right. Everyone who couldn't see that. Yeah. Didn't really mean much to them. They just heard silence. All right. Okay. Moving right along. (laughs) So Dumbledore tells him, you know, that Harry and his friend Ron discovered the book. um, And if they hadn't. Ginny Weasley might have taken all the blame because she wouldn't have been able to prove that she hadn't acted of her own free will. So then he goes on to tell him that, you know, the Weasleys are one of the most prominent pure blood families. Um, and Arthur, uh, imagine the effect on Arthur and his muggle protection act. If his own daughter was discovered attacking and killing muggleborns. Oh so, no. Yeah. What a tragedy. So it's very fortunate that the diary was discovered and Riddle's memories wiped from it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Dobby is still doing the same thing and Harry finally figures it out. It's about time, Harry. Right? Even I would have gotten it on like the first two. Would you have though? Yeah, probably. I mean, it's easy for us because we know the story already. But if you didn't know the story, I'm not sure that you would have figured this part out, what Dobby's actually doing. I don't think I would have. I don't know if I even did the first time I read through it. I don't remember the last time I read through it. Uh, well, yes, we're, listen to we're actually going to talk about that at a, at a later part in the chapter because... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll get there when we get there. Okay. Uh, Yeah. So Harry says, don't you want to know how Ginny got a hold of that diary, Mr. Malfoy? And he's like, how should I know how that stupid little girl got a hold of it? And Harry's like, because you gave it to her. Right. So he figured out that in Flourish and Blots, So way back at the beginning of the book, he had picked up her old transfiguration book. He slipped the diary inside of it and then put it back in. So Malfoy is like really mad now, even more than before. (laughs) He's like, prove it. And Dumbledore is like, oh, no one will be able to prove that. On the other hand, I would advise you, Lucius, to not go giving out any more of Lord Voldemort's old school things. That might be smart. Yep. No more giving out Timothy's school books. Right. <laughs> or he anything says, for that matter. If he does, that Arthur will probably make sure that they're traced back to you. In some way, shape, or form. Right. So... So yeah, he uh, stands up and try. Here he says that he saw his right hand twitch as though he's going to reach for his wand, but instead he he leaves. uh, Tells Dobby he's going, and he kicks Dobby. Dobby, (sighs) I know. So they're out of the room, and Harry asks Dumbledore if if he can give the diary back to Malfoy and. Dumbledore's like, sure, go ahead. Why not? Right. We we have no use for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he can still hear Dobby squealing with pain. And I feel bad for house elves. Yeah, I know. So we will talk more about him later. But yeah. so Harry takes off his shoe and pulls off his slimy, filthy sock and stuffs the Ugh. diary into the sock. How is he still wearing those? Uh, well, uh, they came straight from the chamber into Dumbledore's office. They didn't go I have know. a chance to go take a shower and get clean clothes on. I know, but I at least would have, <sighs> like, I would have walked barefoot instead of walking in slimy socks. 
I don't think you would have. I would have. No. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not after that. Okay. So he puts the diary into the sock. You need to be very clear about this because we were, we are going to talk more about this when we get to the movie episode. The diary goes into the sock. Correct. Diary so and he, sock. Diary into the sock. Just be perfectly clear here. Okay. So he catches <laughs> up to Malfoy. Um, he gives or he tells Malfoy that I've got something for you. And he get, puts it into his hand and Malfoy's like, what the heck is this? And he, he, I have to read this part. Mr. Malfoy ripped the sock off the diary threw it aside, and then looked furiously from the ruined book to Harry. What kind That's of wicked magic is happened. this? <laughs> so, no, he tells him that Harry's going to reach the the same sticky end as his parents one of these days because they were medicine fools as well. And it's like, okay, whatever. So he turns around to go and he tells Dobby, we're leaving. Dobby doesn't move. And he looks over at him. Harry looks over him, and he is holding Harry's sock. This is is what he said. Dobby says, Master has given a sock. Master gave it to Dobby. And Malfoy's like, what? Master threw it. What did you say? Got a sock. Master threw it, and Dobby caught it. And Dobby, Dobby is Free. <laughs> so, of course, Malfoy is now even more mad. You've lost me, my servant boy. And so Dobby sticks up for Harry. You shall not harm Harry Potter. So there's a loud bang. Malfoy's thrown backwards, um, goes down a, a flight of stairs. Three at a time. Yep, three at a time. That's pretty impressive. Yep, Dobby tells him that he needs to go. You shall not touch Harry Potter. So finally, Malfoy leaves, and Dobby, of course, is ecstatic. Harry Potter, free Dobby. Harry Potter, set Dobby free. (laughs) So Harry's like, well, it's... At least I could do, Dobby. Yep, just promise... To never try to save my life again. <laughs> uh, yes. Probably a good plan. So Harry does have one more question for Dobby. He's like, you told me this had nothing to do with he who must not be named. Remember? So this is what Dobby tells him. <laughs> it was a clue, sir. Was giving you a clue. The Dark Lord, before he changed his name, could be freely named. You see? So that's the clue. It's like, what? I'm sorry, what? Exactly. So Harry asked him what, um, I think it was after he broke his arm in the hospital wing, right? I think so. Yeah, he asked Dobby if this, the whole thing that was going on, had anything to do with he who must not be named. And Dobby said, no. But before he changed his name, he could be freely named. Oh, so I think what he is trying to say. I still don't get it. Is that when he changed his name to Lord Voldemort, people didn't freely speak his name. But before he changed his name, when he was Tom Riddle, you could freely speak his name. So it didn't have to do with Voldemort. It had to do with Tom Riddle. And that's how he was getting around that and giving him that clue. Got it. Yeah, kind of. Sure. Okay, Dobby. Didn't really help, but hey, it all worked out in the end. Eventually. Yeah, so... Anyways, and it wasn't. It's not Tom Riddle. It's Timothy Marvolo Riddle. <laughs> Get it right, Father. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dobby hugs Harry, and then with a final loud crack, Dobby disappeared. Crack. Yes. All right. So um, 
he goes to the feast. He says he's never been to one like this before. Um, everyone's in their pajamas. It lasted all night. And he didn't know what the best part was. He didn't know if it was Hermione coming uh, to them saying you solved it or JFF coming over, shaking his hand and apologizing for suspecting him or Hagrid turning up at half past three. So there we go. 3.30 a.m. is when Hagrid showed up. Dang. Um, Oh, they had trifle here. Because when Hagrid showed up, he hugged them so hard they knocked. Um, oh, speaking of knocked the them into their plates of trifle. Um, so yeah, he didn't know if that was the best part or him and Ron getting four hundred points for Gryffindor. Because remember, they got two hundred each, Dang. and because of that, they won the House Cup for the second year in a row. Woo-hoo. Or if. Uh, the best part was McGonagall standing up saying exams had been canceled as a school treat. And, of course, Hermione said, No! <laughs> or was it Dumbledore announcing that Lockhart would not be returning? Yay! Yes, quite a few teachers joined in on that one. Ron said he was starting to grow on me. <laughs> Just kind of funny. So... Man, he was really starting to grow on me. <laughs> so the rest of the final term passed um, in a haze of blazing sunshine. Right. So um, so Hogwarts was back to normal for the most part. Um, there were no more Defense Against the Dark Arts classes. That must have been nice. Have a free hour. Yep. Uh, Lucius Malfoy has been sacked as school governor. Nice. Yep. Uh, Draco's no longer strutting around. He's actually looking resentful and sulky. <laughs> and Interesting. Ginny, yeah, and Ginny's perfectly happy again. So uh, when they t- get on the train to go home, uh, there's no mention of tickets this time. Just wanted oh, to point yeah. that out. There were um, tickets. Well, I know there was to get on the train, but there was tickets to get back. I think it was like Christmas break. They were oh, saying yeah. about tickets. So Yeah, but I think that's to know like who's all leaving and how many students are leaving, yeah, how many are know. staying. <sighs> like it's know. different at the end of the year when they're all going home. Yeah, I guess. So on the train back, uh, Harry, Ron, Hermione, so the trio plus Fred, George, and Ginny all shared a compartment together. I wonder where Percy is. Uh, Who knows? Oh, we know exactly where he is. Um, (laughs) He's in the prefect's car. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Hold on. Uh, We'll get to it later this page. All right. So uh, they're playing Exploding Snap. Uh, they that set off. That still sounds like a really fun game that I want to play. It does. So they set off the last of Fred and George's fireworks. Uh, they practice disarming each other. Harry's gotten quite good at. Yep. So they're almost back to the station in London, and Harry remembers to ask Ginny, "What did you see Percy doing?" Here's the big reveal. You ready? Dun dun dun. Well. Percy's got a girlfriend. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's that Ravenclaw prefect, Penelope Clearwater. That's who he, he was writing to all last summer. Um, apparently, they've been meeting in secret all over the school. So remember, um, what was it, Christmas when they did the Polyjuice Potion? Yeah. And Harry and Ron, as they're in the Polyjuice Potion, as Crab and Goyle, they're trying to find the entrance to the uh, Slytherin's common room. And they accidentally ask Penelope. Yes. And then... And then moments later, they see Percy. Percy. So they were off somewhere. Somewhere down there in the dungeons. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's also why Percy was so distraught after she was petrified. Not just that she was a prefect, because remember, that's what they said in the book, is that 
um, Percy didn't think that the monster would attack a prefect, which I think that was part of it, but also because it was his girlfriend that got attacked. And yet, here we are. Right. So, uh, Ginny says that she walked in on them kissing in an empty classroom one day. Well, why was Ginny going in the empty classroom? I don't know. Exploring? Why not? I don't blame her for exploring. Right. I sure as heck would. I mean, the the trio explored their first year quite a bit. So. Yeah. But or that it, ended up getting them in trouble. <laughs> that's true. Or, I mean, it could have been. I mean, she's a first year. She could be just trying to find a classroom. True. And with how big this castle is. And remember, like, the first book, Harry and Ron were late to a bunch of their classes just because they're trying to find the darn places. Yeah. So that could easily what be what it should, was do is like for like the like first quarter of school or something they should have like signs up pointing to classrooms for the first years oh yeah or have somebody leading them or yeah yeah something or give them a map beforehand or i don't know or give them a tour (laughs) what a thought So, all right. Anyways, um, yeah. So she walked in on them kissing and then snogging. <laughs> does your say snogging? Look it up right now. I have in your no book. Clue. It's like the last page. This is literally the last yeah. page of the book in mine. So it's got to be right there. Um, yeah. So he, she, Jenny is talking to Fred and George and she says, You won't tease him, will you? And Fred's like, Wouldn't dream of it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine does say kissing. <laughs> oh, yours says kissing as well. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. That is so weird with that book because some stuff is completely from the British version. Actually, okay, here, I got a question for anybody that has the British version of the book on the very last page when it says that Ginny walked in on them. Does it say Blank. kissing or does it say snogging? Mine says kissing. Right, which we know. So you have the illustrated version, which was made in the U.S., but a lot of the things is from the British version. Like you had what the Weasley's Christmas Jumper, and you had revising instead of studying, and a few other British things. So as the train is finally slowing down and stopping, um, Harry writes down his telephone number and gives it to both Ron. And Hermione. So here he says that he told Ron's dad how to use a telephone last summer. So he wants them to call Harry at the Dursleys. So. Because he can't stand another two months with only Dudley to talk to. Which, hey, I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to talk to Dudley either. Um, and Hermione uh, says, won't your aunt and uncle be proud of you though no and okay so this is the last <laughs> i'll just read these last two lines um of the book not just the chapter the whole book so harry says proud are you crazy all those times i could have died and i didn't manage it they'll be furious <laughs> and together they walked back through the gateway to the muggle world Goodbye, the end. The Any questions? End. Uh, yes, I do have a question, Isabel. Uh, what would you rename this chapter to? Uh, what's the name of Dobby's Reward, right? Correct. Okay, well, let's uh, just kind of briefly recap. So we have Harry explaining what happened in the chamber. He, he talks to Dumbledore about being a Gryffindor and not a Slytherin. Uh, Lucius comes in and he's all mad because Dumbledore's back. Uh, Harry helps to free Dobby. And then they have the feast and then they're on the train to go home. That's about it. That's pretty much the whole chapter right there. Yeah. So uh, we need to rename it though. It's about what would you rename this chapter? This is chapter 18, correct? Correct. Okay. Um, um, 
Chapter 18. Dobby is free and there's a party in the Great Hall. Because <laughs> hmm. it's more of a party than a feast. Yeah. What so. Is, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it's a feast as well. They do call it a feast. Um, yeah. Let's see. How about... How about... Uh, uh, Harry recaps the adventure and frees Dobby. Very good. It's another fun house under the school. It is. That's right. <laughs> oh, for the second time. Oh. Harry recaps the adventure in the fun house under the school and frees Dobby. Yes. That's what we're going with. <laughs> that might be a little long, but sure. That works. Okay. That is the end of this book. The end of this chapter. The end of this episode. And, and next we will is be gonna back. be our movie episode with Graham. And it'll be fun. Yes. Alright, we'll talk to you next time and stay tuned for the credits. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Potter Chat Podcast. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook at Potter Chat Podcast. We are on Instagram, Potter Chat Podcast, or on Twitter, Potter underscore podcast you can also join the discussion in our facebook group just search for potter chat podcast or you can email us hello at potterchatpodcast.com if you want any bonus content you can support the show at patreon.com slash potter chat all those links are in the show notes for this episode anything else to add here isabel See you next week, I guess. Sure, whatever, I guess. See ya. (laughs) Bye. See ya, kids.